where's the fine line? And I don't have an answer for this, but where's the fine line of living your life to the fullest, doing the things you wish to do, and not be becoming a victim or dead even? I think that's a fantastic question, and it's one that uh, the solution to which I have sought for many years. I, I fought to protect uh, our society, our people in the United States from, from the unthinkable, from terrorism, and from foreign nation, hostile nation states. And I wanted people to have a sanctuary here, here in the United States where they could just barbecue and play and work and live and raise their families and pursue happiness and freedom and liberty. And I, I want people to enjoy that. And I think if we ever quit enjoying that, then, then we've lost. Knowing when to break through the boundaries of average to question the unquestionable is the sign of greatness. It's those moments when you get to the absurd stage that things truly get interesting. Well, the world is in need of a new generation of leaders, leaders who have the courage to break through the boundaries and question everything around them. Well, society is yearning for bold and enthusiastic women and men to provide the necessary leadership that will be required for the next leap forward. The journey to get to the brink can be unpredictable, but knowing you're at the brink, pure genius, my friends. Today, we are on the brink of greatness. The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Everybody has heard that. Edmund Burke. The story it, it just uh, emulates that. I mean, that's, that's ground zero for this conversation today, people, because uh, this, is, this story attacks evil. There's a lot of evil out there, and this is what it takes. It takes good people to rise and to turn the tide. It's a lot of what we talk about here on the brink of greatness. Today is a big story, and uh, it's another one where there's so much that goes on out there that we're not privy to. We're not paying attention as a society, and friends... And we, or we always think it happens to some third world country, like far removed from where we are, from our home, wherever it is, doesn't matter. And let me tell you what, <laughs> it's right here at home, and it's pretty bad, actually. So we're, it's a combination of the sex trafficking business, human trafficking, people trafficking. Uh, these are some of the sickest, evil people on planet Earth. Make no mistake about it. This is what I call Satan's playground. This is the worst of the worst. It doesn't get any worse than this. Anybody who can do this kind of thing to another human being, I mean, it doesn't get any sicker than this. This is, a, this, again, this is it. So that's the conversation we have today for you, friends, on the brink of greatness here. And uh, this is a tremendous story and a very personal story I'd like you to meet. And you may have met him already, Craig Sawyer. It also goes by Sawman, Craig Sawman Sawyer. And uh, it's about as personal of a story as, you, as it can possibly be. Uh, Craig, I, I seen something with you a while back, a video or a program or something. I was very moved with the work you're doing. Clearly, it came across to me that you are an ass-kicking patriot, man. <laughs> you are just somebody that uh, puts it out there every day. And that's what you're doing. We'll get into that all today with the organization you've created, the work you're doing, the incredible uh, movement you're creating out there, and how you want to rid... The planet of this stuff is truly remarkable here. I'd like to bring it back, if I can, please, to how this impacted your your family personally. Like a lot of stories of good, they come out of bad. 
and they come out of evil somehow. And you had a personal story that happened not too long ago, and I'd like to bring it right back to that point of impact. And this happened with your daughter, Aspen, I believe. Is that correct? That's correct. And uh, thank you, Malcolm, for the kind words. Well, I think I really need to preface with the fact that my father was a very sincere and devout pastor, spirit-filled pastor of a church in Spring, Texas. And that's where I grew up, and that's the culture I grew up in. And um, I had a Sunday school teacher that was trying to figure out how to reach some of us young men and get our attention. And he decided to walk us through the life of King David, the, the greatest warrior who ever lived. Yeah. And with having uh, parents of great spiritual and moral courage, uh, I also went off to, to the Marine Corps and the SEAL teams and great, developed great physical courage and capability. So um, I believe in standing up against that which is evil and that which is uh, causing harm to the defenseless. And had the military background, had the film television background, had the counter poaching background, had uh, the federal law enforcement background under my belt to reach to when I started learning about child trafficking and how pervasive it actually is in the United States. And um, as I began pursuing how to film a documentary to expose it, to bring about a cultural change against it, mm -hmm. my own daughter was abducted in Tucson, Arizona at Knife Point by a local uh, lifelong criminal and uh, taken and um, brutally sexually assaulted for hours and hours. Okay. And I was, uh, I was awoken, I was awakened by my wife and my wife Tressa was crying and she said, oh my gosh, Tre uh, Craig, it's, it's Aspen, she's been raped. And I could hear my baby girl screaming through the phone and uh, that's how I woke up that, that early that morning. Um, and Aspen had gone over to, to have a sleepover with some of her girlfriends and she'd gone to Subway Sandwiches to get her girlfriends some sandwiches and this, uh, mm -hmm. this criminal took her at knife point. So that began the, okay. the kind of uh, plunge deeper into wow. combating this. And I, I felt like it was almost a spiritual challenge of, mm -hmm. hey, Craig, do you really want this fight? And uh, I don't feel like it's my decision to make. Right, right. What year was that, brother, that happened? That was in February of 2017, yeah. and in March 2017, we officially founded Veterans for Child Rescue to answer back. So it happened that quickly, yeah. Now, what I didn't realize, and you just educated me and all our listeners on, I, and it, it really is mind-blowing to me, that you were already on this movement. You already had this calling. I mean, think about this, everybody. You already had this calling, Craig. You were already um, putting roots down and looking at this industry and what's going to, and then, I mean, I mean, like, how does that happen? I, I don't, I still don't even comprehend how that happens. And then it happens to your daughter. How? Well, I mean, is that, how, quint I mean, talk to me. I mean, how, does that, you, you've got to have prayed about this and thought about this a lot. What is the coincidence factor of that? Uh, it, it does boggle the mind. We've asked uh, those questions a million times and we're just regular people trying to understand. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I'm blown and away with that. I got to tell you, buddy. People, I have no idea. Yeah. Well, people keep telling us, Craig, this is spiritual. And in fact, that's the reason why I felt like I had to throw my hat into the ring of this crisis, this conflict, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. 
federal agents at the highest end of this that are going on the raids and the interdictions and the recoveries were telling me, Craig, this, when you peel back all the layers of uh, criminal enterprise and uh, revenue from it and the political gain and the blackmail and all, all of the, the benefits to the scumbags who do this, mm -hmm. when you get all the way to the bottom layer with, so where the rubber meets the road, this is a spiritual conflict between good and evil. Yes, this it, is it, the it. front lines. Totally it, totally it. What and I, I thought, well, you know, the, the reason I fought through the Marine Corps and the SEAL team and got all the way up to SEAL Team 6 and the highest level of counter-terrorist operations anywhere on Earth yeah. and was looking for a higher level still was because I feel like I've got enough fight in me to stand up against that, which is most evil. And I, and I realized, well, if child trafficking is the front lines between good and evil, that's where I belong. Yeah. And so I'm attacking it for yeah. all I'm worth. And I think exposing it mm -hmm. is what the the evildoers fear most. I think it's their most vulnerable uh, area. Mm -hmm. And so that is what I'm doing. We are filming a documentary to rip the lid off of it and show everybody what they do, how they do it, so that it makes it impossible for them to yeah. continue. I want to come back to that documentary a bit after here. I definitely want to know a lot about that and what's going on with that and when and how and where. But let's stay right now with this problem as a whole, this big problem. Now, you mentioned... I mean, already, the fight versus good versus evil. Now, I, I didn't know where you were going to go, Craig. We haven't spoke before we just turned the mic on here. And yet, and yet, uh, you know, what did I start with? I talked about evil. This is Satan's playground, I said, right? I mean, this is, this is the point of evil. This doesn't get any worse than this. And because I've been following these stories and seeing what's going on out there. And, and when you see the innocent people this happens to, you see the innocent boys and girls, the young people and the, the women and others that this happens to, uh, the, you're say, like you say, it's the it's the uh, defenseless. It's it's people that can't defend themselves against this such evil. When this happened, what what really is remarkable about this story is that let's just say that uh, our higher force, God, was already talking to you through your life. You had already started this journey before this ever happened. It just seems to me like you're almost being prepared. Uh, for something that would happen, that some evil force or something that would attack you personally. Um, your daughter now that went through this, uh, when this happened with her, Craig, if I could just understand more of this. So she's going to a subway. This is in, was she in right down near uh, South Texas or whereabouts did this happen roughly? This was in Tucson, Arizona, Tucson, right Arizona. near the, the, the U of A University. See, like, it's a normal event of a normal day. So all I'm trying to point out, you don't have to do anything sensational or unique to have this happen in your life. You're just going to a subway here, right? I mean, that's a pretty normal daily occurrence, Greg. There's nothing unusual about it. Happens every day. And yet she's abducted by knife point and, and apprehended, as you say, from a criminal. Um, how... When, how long was she abducted for, Craig? What are we talking in time? We're talking hours, days, weeks, months? It, how long did this go on it, for? It looks like uh, five hours is our understanding. So, uh, so a fairly short amount of time in retrospect, the fact that some people are abducted for months or years even, yeah? Yes, yeah. We, we are thankful that she, and the way that she got away from him was uh, she figured out what it took that he needed to hear. And she talked, ultimately, she talked him into allowing her to get away from him. You know, I got to tell you, 
coming into today and just looking at the few notes I had and seeing your daughter and, and knowing, just having seen you in that video, I thought, I bet you she's one tough gal. I bet you she, and what you're describing right there is exactly that. So she outsmarted him, huh? Well, it sounds that way, and, we, and we're thankful. We pray to God, uh, thanks for that, because mm-hmm. he was telling, he had the knife to her throat and was telling her that he had killed all of his victims prior. Oh, my God. And that there was no way that she was going to live through this. And somehow, some way, she was able to figure out what made him tick and whatever he needed to hear. Wow for her to get out of there with her life. And we don't know what that was. And so mm. our, my wife and I are only going to hear. I mean, that is by the grace of God. I mean. Yeah, we're only going to learn what she was put through and what she had to tell that that yeah. uh, that that monster. Uh, we're only going to learn in the trial itself when she comes out with it. She's yeah. not told us yet. You know, it, it, let's so it, what's really this is still very raw. This is very, very raw. This just happened. Well, February of last year. Yeah, so. this is raw. I mean, this is something that happened 10, 20 years ago. I mean, this is this Correct. is a new event in your life. You're you're on a you're on a fast speed locomotive right now. Your life has changed dramatically in the past year and a half, hasn't it? It, it has. And, and inexplicably, mm-hmm. one of the biggest um forms of trauma to our our daughter um is is not only that this has happened and it's going to take over two years for her attacker to be made to stand trial but that people online have been attacking and gang stalking our daughter a lady named fiona barnett Mm -hmm. out of australia Mm -hmm. uh, apparently uh, runs a satanic cult and she teaches people how to to attack victims uh, like our daughter online. And Fiona Barnett uh, out of Australia has been allowed to do this extensively through YouTube and Twitter and other social media platforms. And uh, now a lady that um, uh, is a disgruntled private investigator named Lori Hoyt has been attacking our daughter viciously for months uh, because Lori, Lori Hoyt no longer is employed and she's uh, angry, and she wants to destroy our organization, and she thinks that uh, attacking our daughter somehow uh, would be vengeance. It's just demonic. It's ugly, and uh, we're having to take great uh, legal measures against Lori Hoyt and Fiona Barnett and others uh, who are trying to make a living attacking those of us who are genuinely fighting child trafficking and trying to safeguard children. It's just diabolical. So why would people even do that? I mean, I can't imagine people being so evil to attack somebody for being the victim. Exactly. Well, in in the case of Fiona Barnett, she is part of a satanic cult. So you can uh, see the, the level of evil involved there. With Lori Hoyt, it's just a mental instability and a psychosis uh, that causes her to just um, not not. I mean, she. there's a lot about her life that indicates that she's in severe uh, psychological distress. And uh, I, I think she just needs help mentally. But Is um, this because yours was a uh, more publicized, uh, that your daughter was a more publicized case? I mean, do they just go out, do they just try to find these victims and and add insult to injury is this this is their game plan somehow i, I don't understand well, I, I, there there's a there's apparently 
there's a ring of people who make okay. money on YouTube. They get money by clicks and likes. I so see. they monetize their YouTube channel. And if they can take a public figure and accuse the public figure of something very wild, though the wilder and the more insane the accusation, uh, the, the more attention they will get and the more clicks they get and the more money they get from YouTube for their slander and libel. And they don't get so, shut down? YouTube doesn't shut them down? Or Google? They certainly no. shut... They, and I ask you that because they certainly shut conservatives down and they, they don't let us monetize in these areas and uh, because that's how they are. And they let these cats monetize? That's amazing. That, that is how they are. YouTube lets them go. Fiona Barnett has destroyed the lives of who, who knows how many. And uh, uh, another guy named Daniel out of Alaska. Just the, just the worst of the worst. These people... Um, I mean, Fiona Barnett uh, accuses people of raping her who died before she was ever even born. She accuses people of, of raping her who were never even on her same continent. Yeah, wow, she wow. accuses the Reverend Billy Graham of raping her. So just the more fantastical and the more insane the accusations, the more that these cult followings will click on their YouTubes to see what, what's going on. And uh, unfortunately, YouTube allows them to make money for doing this. And as long as that dynamic exists, these these predators will continue uh, slandering the innocent and attacking uh, to get the, the, those dollars. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So to, to, to get through this piece here so we can turn the chapter in the next segment here. So your. So your your daughter can she gets out of this? I mean, she could have been brutally she could have been killed. I mean, as you say, the he actually has killed other people. There's evidence of him doing this, Craig. I mean, is that come uh, out in the trial? Is he, that he's he's got a long criminal history. Right. I don't know about the murders. Okay, uh, we, I just know that that's that's what he was telling our daughter is that he had I killed all his prior victims and I that. See. She so, would be the only one to live. So, so we're still that that's all still being uncovered and un, unmasked and, and, and ridiculed. Now, here's the thing. Now, unfortunately, your daughter has to go through a trial, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's yep. got to be emotionally bent. But somewhere I read somewhere where you said uh, her healing, she's actually part of this organization with you. She's actually uh, uh, Aspen is she works with it with this uh, the movement you're doing. Is that correct? Is what I understand? She, she has, and it's been the most healing thing imaginable. <laughs> I so know, I've seen that. We, we run different types of operations. One is uh, a, a sting uh, operation mm -hmm. where we will allow the, the child predator to come to us mm -hmm. seeking sex with children. Mm -hmm. And uh, our daughter Aspen has participated in these operations and interacted with the predators uh, online um, talking to them by phone, sharing pictures of proof of life type pictures, and then uh, inviting them into the house, and sitting them down, greeting them, offering them something to drink, and then uh, pretending to do her homework at the uh, kitchen table. Wow. And uh, the SWAT team would run right past her once I would give the, the brevity code, mm -hmm. and uh, the SWAT team would, would arrest the predator right in front of my daughter, and she would literally watch them turn from predator and to prisoner mm -hmm. as they realized they were captive now and they weren't going to go back home that day. They were going to jail instead and their life had just changed. And some of them uh, fall down. They begin crying. They beg for leniency. Oh my. And that allows Aspen to realize that she's just been part of 
taking a predator off the street yeah. who on average harm the lives of 70 children yeah, no each. Doubt. Wow, wow, wow. No doubt. And I got to tell you, I, I see what you mean now when you say, you talk about therapy, but, and she's seeing these cats be brought to justice. But more than that, also, Craig, she, what, what I think has got to be most fulfilling to her personally, I, I would imagine, I'm, I'm guessing here, of course, but is that she probably has got to recognize that she is saving innocent people. She's helping these young people uh, be saved. And that has got to be like, that's got to be like a tremendous lift for her. You know, that, that's got to be huge, I would think. So God love her. I mean, just, yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. She's, she's getting to talk to all the members of yeah. law enforcement, work yeah. with them, yeah. see the statistics and understand yeah. some of these predator predators harm hundreds of children each some of them get caught very early on with with uh, one or two kids but the average is 70 each that they harm so she knows she's part of the solution she's proud you know i tell you something before i came on with you i i can't explain this to you but i felt her energy before i came on to this program today and i feel it now on this program believe it or not and i can't explain that to you any other way i I'm, i don't normally say that but there was something about this story and about you that uh, i just once i don't know i can't explain it but it is obviously her, the energy of this uh, of your daughter is heroic and and uh what you're doing here is so purposeful. So let me do some formal introductions here and let folks know. I mean, uh, people, what an incredible, incredible story. I, 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 <laughs> I knew this was going to be a big lift today. Yeah, <laughs> I knew this was going to be an incredible story. I mean, but it, it surpassed what I thought already. I mean, honestly and truly, I, I, it makes us to hear more of Craig and what he's doing. Obviously, I I knew coming into this thing's going to be pretty crazy. Uh, so let me do introductions mentioned here. Kevin Williams, our my co-host here, is with me here. Of course, Malcolm out loud. And uh, Kevin, I, I think the amazing thing I'm I'm seeing here is uh, that there are, as you pointed out when you got to Testy there about the people that are actually, uh, you know, talk about insult to injury in a serious way. And it's ironic that I start with devil's, the devil's playground and Satan's work, and then here we are, Craig exposes all this and says, you know, <laughs> let me tell you, you know, these, we're being harassed now, my daughter is, to the, and it's unbelievable and that these corporations allow them to do it, and as sick as Google is, I mean, I can't stand these big tech corporations who are, as you know, Kev, we talk about this all the time on the platform, right? I mean, you know, these big organizations, right? And the fact that they're no help to us, I mean, but they certainly are no help to people like uh, Craig and her, his daughter as well. I know. I just, uh, I just can't imagine. I'm probably like a lot of people in, in, the, in the world that are naive because, you know, I personally haven't been affected by human trafficking. And as I right into this and I'd listened to uh, Craig's story about Aspen previously mm-hmm. it just blows me away and that there's so many things we can do as I've read more and more about this to, to stop this just to be you know vigilant on what's going on around us that we can help prevent some of this ourselves yeah and I think Craig's organization is what's doing that and I'm glad he's on to oh, big share time. that big time yeah we want to jump more into that organization as well uh, vets for child rescue I want to tell you more about all of that friends and a whole lot more here uh, and I want to bounce something else by Craig as well it's that's personal to me that I want to share with him and get his thoughts on so more brink of greatness friends in just a moment back to the last time you felt healthy and energized. 
The best times of our lives occur when we're at the peak of our health, sleeping better, full of energy and focus. We know that fades with age, and you might be feeling the effects of aging as low energy and poor sleep. But it doesn't have to be that way. There haven't been any nutrition systems designed to rejuvenate our bodies as we get older until now. Healthy Cell Pro is the only multinutrient system that impacts the building block of your body, the cell. Created by anti-aging expert and Nobel Prize nominee, Dr. Vincent Giampapa, award-winning Healthy Cell Pro cuts through the complexity of nutrition supplements by simply giving you the purest ingredients, filling dietary gaps to nourish your cells and enhance your quality of life for optimal performance. Visit HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for an exclusive discount or call 844-869-9958. Okay, friends, we are back on the brink of greatness today. A very powerful story, a powerful testimony. Uh, We're speaking with Craig Sawyer. And, uh, I I mean, if you didn't hear that very first part, it's amazing because this particular... um, challenge problem issue this is one of the biggest things of life and I'm and I'm seeing more and more about it with human trafficking sex trafficking these kinds of things and you know it's become actually a bigger business than what we think it makes me really concerned I, I want everybody to have take pause out there and think about this you know just uh, just recently and not to get political here but the president was down on the border talking about the human trafficking coming across the southern border and things like that and i mentioned that craig because i'm sure you see a lot of that uh and, and of course and i don't want to listen let me be clear i'm not talking about everything comes over the border that that's a problem i'm talking we, we got enough dimwits right here in the nation to deal with that uh, without important more you know what i'm saying <laughs> right yeah you'll yeah. agree, agree with yeah. that yeah so but but, I, but i'm saying let's at least protect ourselves so i mean let's at least have some common sense you know i want to ask you something personally here for i lose sight and get back to this powerful story is that um my daughter who is uh, 16 just just turned uh, just turning 16 actually next month okay and so yeah. she just went to the dominican republic with a uh, with the uh, the christian school that she's part of okay craig right all right. And All right. Uh, and I was having problems with it. I really was uncomfortable with this. Uh, and so but I was I was told many times over from her mom and from many others that, oh, don't worry about it. Everything's cool. And I said, yeah, but everybody thought that everybody thought it was cool before something happened to them. I said, this really worries me. I said, I, I'd like to know more about what, how, who and what. Le- I mean, because stuff happens and it happens when you least expect it. I mean, nobody. Listen, anybody who has gone through something traumatic in their life of this magnitude, they didn't wake up that morning and think that they were going to have it happen. They didn't realize their life would change that day, but it does. It did. And I said, well, but, you know, is this safe? I said, I don't like, I don't really, I'm not comfortable with it anymore. So where's the fine line? Let's speak to dads and moms out there. Where's the fine line? And I don't have an answer for this, but where's the fine line of living your life to the fullest Doing the things you wish to do and not be becoming a victim or dead even. I think that's a fantastic question, and it's one that uh, the solution to which I have sought for many years. I, I fought to protect uh, our society, our people in the United States from, from the unthinkable, from terrorism and from foreign nation, hostile nation states. And I wanted people to have a sanctuary here here in the United States where they could just barbecue and play and work and live and raise their families 
and pursue happiness and freedom and liberty. And I, I want people to enjoy that. And I think if we ever quit enjoying that, then, then we've lost the fight, really. But at the same time, it is counterproductive and unhealthy to walk around in such a state of oblivion that you're completely vulnerable to even the worst uh, of the criminals, even the even the least capable criminal. If they can bop you on the head and throw you in a van and you don't see it coming, then obviously you 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 don't have your uh, your your eyes and ears tuned in. So I think people, somewhere there's a perfect balance of being vigilant to the degree to where you're not an easy victim, you're not easy prey, you understand what's going on, you've made yourself aware, you scan when you're in, when you're in public and you understand what the crime trends are, uh, but you're not paranoid and don't, don't let it steal your joy. That's the fine that's, line. That's the fine line yep. right there, buddy. The paranoia. That's You just hit it right there. Yeah. And that's what I worry about. It's it's very concerning to me. Uh, and you know, another thing I hear a lot about, Greg, is that, and, and, and speak to this just for a second and you, uh, your professional viewpoint on this, because I hear a lot like people say, oh, today, like it's worse than ever today, or oh, it's really bad, or there's more evil, or... And I, I'm not convinced it is worse today. I think it's always been here. My point is that we're addressing evil here in a big way today. We're, we're really addressing the, really evil versus good, good versus evil people. That's what we're talking about here. And and it's always been here, Craig. I mean, and I, and I see this more because I cover the news. I cover the cycles. I know what's going on. Um, and, you know, what's different today is technology and our connectivity and our point of exposing things. But I think evil has always been here, and it's been here in its brutal form, hasn't it? I believe the exact same way. I, I can't say it any better than you just have. Wow. All right. Well, I just want a clarification from you, but thank you for 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 saying that. And uh, yeah, but I, I I and I just I it it does you know I get up in the morning as well, buddy. To um, I want to right the wrongs. I want to put justice to the injustice. That's why your story spoke to me. That's why you spoke to me. Uh, and because uh, I, there was a commonality there, we we want we don't want to see people get hurt, man. We we're just not interested, and we'll put ourselves in the front lines of that. We'll stop it because that's that's the order here that's the call to action that's what needs to happen here i want to talk to you about a specific period of time as a dad if, if i could because i'm thinking of myself craig i would be i'm very much in the same thinking i, I know a lot of cats that are listening would feel the same way where you've uh, you've taken the sun in your life but you're you're passing your experience as a military man and 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 becoming a savvy uh, a seal a navy seal uh is uh, what what happened is truly uh r- remarkable and then being able to use that those gifts that uh, god has given you to be able to do so such good now that period of time when it happened when this when this point of impact happened to what i call the point the 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 brink where it all changed for you so the point where that phone call comes in with your wife and your daughter and the, the reality of the moment is there. In the meantime, you've had this path over here. You're working on these ideas and thoughts to, to rebuke some of this out there and to, to um, pr- provide refuge for those. And you already had 
piqued your curiosity and knowing that it was a big problem out there. So between there and when you started the organization, tell me, talk to me about that period of time. Because I got to think, I, I, and I thought about this, Craig, coming out, I got to think as a dad, you're going through all this emotional trauma yourself. You've got to be just absolutely outraged. I know I would be really ready to kick the next soldier's ass coming down the road, uh, who I thought was in the wrong place at the wrong time or doing something, and my daughter is anywhere in the vicinity or anyone, whatever, that sh- you get the point. Yeah, well, we've got a very strong uh, wife, and that's the reason our, our daughter is such a, a fighter. She comes by it honestly through both sides, her parents, uh, and then we do have a, another son named Caden. So he's uh, he's a he's a good boy. He's he's strong as well. Wow, so, interesting. Uh, we got a lot of love in this family. Amen. I can hear it through you, buddy. Sure, for sure. This has traumatized not just Aspen but our entire family. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can imagine. Um, so Caden was was awake when the sheriffs came over, and I, I called to to rally support and security for my daughter. I wanted to go to where she was, mm-hmm. and. Uh, uh, I tried to get her to pull over and, and give me a, a location where I could come and intervene. And she she wasn't stopping. She let me know she wasn't stopping for anything. I didn't want her driving I see. in a, a, a state of hysterics. I didn't think that was safe for her, but she uh, let me know she wasn't stopping. So she was anything. in the car driving when she made the call to your wife? She, yes. She, got she had away. escaped. She got, she had escaped. She had gotten to her car, and she was speeding home, and she picked up the phone and called. So, I was going to say, she had her phone nonetheless. I mean, he didn't get that, obviously. That's Apparently uh, not. No, wow. No. And so she – and how far – talk to me on this, too, just roughly, approximately. How far from home are we talking? Are we talking in other cities and states, or are we talking close by? No, this was maybe 10 miles See, that's, that's another thing. See, that's another point just to make to everybody here. A lot of this stuff happens far closer to home than you think. It's just like I remember the stats, Craig, a while back, that like accidents, life-ending accidents, like even an automobile accident, more often than not, they happen really close to your home. And we, we lose sight of that because we, we look at our home as refuge and we don't think of it like harm could come to us there. You follow? You know? It's true. It is true. And uh, that's a dynamic that's very dangerous and people do need to be aware. Yeah. So just because you're close to your home at a local subway or something else up the road doesn't mean that there's there's some bad cat close by that wants to do you harm and evil. And again, back to that paranoia point you spoke about a moment ago or back to living your life to the fullest and being aware. It really is being aware and making the kids aware of what's going on that you can't trust just everybody out there. Back at that period of time now as a dad, you're trying to work through this. The impetus to start the organization, I mean, this happens pretty quick. So you were ready, I guess, when it is that personal and it hits you in this profound way in your life, I guess the best thing to do is you took action. I mean, you wanted to fix the problem. I, I I think that's the best therapy, really. You know, whenever something has not been right in my life, mm-hmm. as soon as I start taking action to correct that, mm-hmm. I begin feeling better. I think that's a, a way that just how we're wired psychologically mm-hmm. as humans. If you're working on sol- solving the problem and bringing about uh, an actual solution, your subconscious understands that it's going to get better. And then that uh, that stress is relieved. So I think uh, taking action is uh, not only healthy personally, but it I think it's a civic duty. You know, uh, you, you said uh, 
you know, for us not taking action is is the reason why it's this way. I, I agree 100%, man. So many people have turned away and allowed these these bullies and allowed the corrupt to flourish for so long mm -hmm. and decided that we can't get involved or that we're going to each take the path of least resistance. Well, that's how we got here. The massive turning away and turning a blind eye is what allowed child trafficking to grow into becoming the fastest growing criminal enterprise on earth and a 100 50 billion dollar industry mm -hmm. that is currently affecting an estimated 5 million children's wow i often wonder i mean mm -hmm. a lot like myself i mean uh, if something happened to me or to my child i mean i'd have rage and i'm sure mm -hmm. after the call you're just sick inside wondering what do i do but you know for me i'd be like what do i do for you i mean you've had this background in military background and you've done you know stuff on terrorism but for the average person like myself sometimes i think we feel helpless like what can we do so that's kind of as you helping us to understand what can we do as individuals who don't have that expertise like you do well i i think that's a matter of taking an assessment yeah. uh, you know at the highest level of counter-terrorist operations the budget for training each of us operators is is great i would say extreme in some cases uh, they spend millions of dollars making us the most deadly and capable men on the face of planet earth because they want us to be able to solve problems under the most adverse conditions imaginable halfway around the world in the dark of night in a hostile country so i'm used to using violence or destruction to solve a problem that's a national security threat hmm. against uh, the American people. But in this case, um, if, and yeah, I did feel uh, this anger and I felt a righteous indignation that this was not okay. Uh, but what is the right solution? You know, I, I'd gone to uh, the Stanford Graduate School's uh, Ignite course. Uh, the Stan Stanford uh, Graduate School of Business Ignite course, which is uh, essentially a, a mini master's degree in entrepreneurship. And that's all about big business and how you make a difference and how you solve problems on the business front. Well, I've also been a federal criminal investigator. So as a federal agent, how do you solve problems? You build a case against uh, the criminality and you solve it legally. So there's... I think I've 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 worn different hats throughout my lifetime and gained different experience that altogether allows me a pretty wide and deep bag of tricks to draw from mm -hmm. and find solutions for each thing. So violence is not the solution for every problem and a and a business solution isn't always appropriate and uh, a legal solution may not always be the ultimate uh, solution. A lot of people pray and they think they get better uh, results from that than, than anything. And I'm starting to learn that there's a lot of merit to that, man. I'm a believer, man. I'm seeing things happen. So I think it's a matter of just taking an assessment. Okay, what is the problem and what are the possible solutions? What can I do as an individual? We've all got a different path, right? I like to say we are each a sum total of our life's experiences individually. That's right. And what do I have uh, access to that I can bring forth against this problem to bring a correction 
And I think we have the responsibility, a civic duty mm -hmm. to act against that, which is serially, serially abusive mm -hmm. against the innocent. Right. Right. You know, we can all make mistakes and we should approach each other in love first and ask each other if we can't work it out. But if somebody is a, a serial abuser and they're just stomping on people and ruining their lives, uh, that needs to be interdicted and, and brought uh, uh, brought to a stop. So I think uh, we've got a few different tools to us. I think the legal system is the first way, direction we should look. Craig, before I turn the page here a moment and, and talk far more about Vets for, for uh, Child Rescue, child res yeah, for, Vets for Child Rescue uh, that I want to really dive into with you and, and talk about, but I want to touch on the sex trafficking business, human trafficking business. You just laid out some pretty um, pretty big stats there moments ago that are eye-opening, very clearly eye-opening stats. If you had any question how big this problem was, but talk to me about, relate those stats for us, please. Uh, uh, many people think that this stuff doesn't happen in the United States. They don't see, they think this is again a third world problem. Uh, they see this happening in other countries, but not here, or they think it's very remote, that it's not a very common problem here. Relate, help me understand, help listeners understand, how big of a problem is it really here in America, brother? Well, I think uh, to, to set the stage, most Americans have some idea of how big the narcotics trafficking problem is now after several decades of suffering its effects in the movies and the reports and the arrests That's right. That's right. and so forth. Well, child trafficking is now uh, surpassing narcotics trafficking as the number one the fastest growing criminal enterprise on earth and it will soon if not already become the the greatest source of illegal revenue uh, on earth and the reason why is because you sell a narcotic it gets consumed once and it's done mm -hmm. but diabolically a child can be sold uh, for sex repeatedly until the child is dead and they their average lifespan they say is about seven years for the child being trafficked and sold repeatedly to these abusers so that's how big it is uh, the local gangs that used to sell narcotics are now uh, selling children young boys and young girls and and uh, young men and women they're selling them to the highest bidder Right. just as they had narcotics in years past. So okay. uh, a lot of the gangs are cooperating now. You've got cartel controlling the entire thing, mm -hmm. Mexican drug cartel, right. and a lot of the local American gangs participating in it and cooperating uh, to make the revenue. So it's it's big. Well, and, and we've got to, again, It's uh, we have these conversations all the time in the political circles about uh, national security, border security, things of this nature. I mean, these are serious topics, people. I, I know the politicians like to make it all political, but there really are serious topics for national security and for really the, the, the health and uh, uh, salvation, if you will, of regular people, everyday people. So we're speaking with Craig Sawyer here, friends, a, a remarkable, remarkable story, a remarkable man, I might say, a remarkable story. This show you'll catch every Saturday and Sunday on America Out Loud Talk Radio, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can hear it on iHeartRadio. You can pick up the apps on Apple or Android. All the connection points for all of that, friends, is at thebrinkofgreatness.com. And it's also at our mothership, AmericaOutloud.com. You'll find it all there. 
Uh, it's enough to keep you busy and keep you out of trouble, I'll tell you that much. So, listen, friends, keep it right there. We'll be back with more Brink of Greatness in just a moment. The goal is to deliver a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world to unite people from all backgrounds and beliefs in an effort to advance humanity. News blogs, informative podcasts, and entertaining videos. It's AmericaOutloud.com, where the conversation never ends. With 24-7 streaming on our free apps on both Android and Apple. Welcome to the new era in communications, America Out Loud Talk Radio. So we are back, friends, on the brink of greatness here. It is Malcolm Out Loud. We're here with Kevin Williams, and we're speaking with Craig Sawyer. What a pleasure and an honor to to meet him today for the first time, as you all are as well. Goes by Sawman. Where's that nickname come from, buddy, by the way? i got to ask you that. Well, my last name is Sawyer, so it actually came from uh, elementary school playground. My best friends, one of my, one of them said, "Saw man, hit me long," <laughs> and uh, we were just playing keep away with a football, and uh, the nickname "Saw man" just uh, stayed with me through high school football, and uh, then uh, became my my nickname and call sign in the military. So, yeah. Well, I'm uh, glad you said what you said because, you know, my other worry was that those movies, the saw guy coming down the road with a saw or something, that, man, that can't be. Did he do that movie? Was you the actor <laughs> who did the movie? <laughs> right? I mean, yeah, a lot of people imagine a lot of dark uh, possibilities <laughs> on how right. I get the nickname Saw Man. Saw Man. I mean, that's yeah. right. Saw 3 or something. Yeah. That's good. Saw Man for good, though. This is Saw Man for good here. So I like it. Saw Man. That's Maybe good. Maybe we'll let the bad guys believe that. Maybe that'll be. I like it. I like it. I'm putting my money on you, brother. <laughs> so without a doubt. But uh, all right. So you, so now you you create vetsforchildrescue.org. Again, this is this comes out of all of this grief and all of this horror and and all of this life changing event that's happened in your family now. And now you've got this uh, organization. I'm sure it's a probably a five five hundred one c three. Is it? It is. Yes. Yeah, I would think good. And so now the movement is, and, and I remember, now tell me, I, and again, I wish I remembered one of the videos I seen you in or something, but it was very moving, and I thought, I like this guy. And I, I think I see you going after some cats or doing something. Tell me about some of the work in the videos and the work you've done out there that I might have seen or to educate us a little bit on that. Yeah, well, I, I reached back to, when I founded the organization, I reached out back to my Tier 1 level operators uh, at SEAL Team 6, Delta Force, the guys that I worked with, and GRS and uh, generals and admirals that I've known in the military and uh, CI and FBI senior officials that have done great things for our country. And uh, I just said, hey, look, man, I want to rally a very powerful effort and fight against this. And uh, and they were all about it. So that's who I've got behind me. And it's it's been a fantastic experience. So um, we've done a wide scope of things and filming the documentary, we wanted to try to expose the American public to everything that's happening with children in regards to child trafficking. So, uh, we've interviewed experts and victims and witnesses and perpetrators and every aspect of it. And we've shown undercover operations in Southeast Asia and the bars and brothels where I go in with some of the other mm-hmm. NGO teams that mm-hmm. uh, that work the, the girls and boys, the underaged ones out of those 
uh, industries and we've gone up to the mountain villages and found find where they started from right and yeah you're uh, really got, you really are boots on the ground i mean i've seen you yeah, do some oh, of yeah. that stuff and you're and, out there doing it you're not just it's not coming from a boardroom a corporate boardroom somewhere so a lot of these guys that are out there with you now a lot of these guys are ex ex-military yeah Former military, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, and and how how big is how big of the, uh, the the group of people? How big are we talking? The team here? What what's the? Give me some scope. Well, there. it's really it's really a scalable as needed exactly um, contingency of of brothers and sisters that I've worked with and different agencies that are the best at what they do and that I've worked with in harm's way for years and and we have an absolute trust. So I reach for as many as I need. I've, I've got 10 or 20 that are the most close and, and quick draw uh, operators. Uh, but generally, a lot of what we do is more investigative right now. So uh, we're working with federal and local law enforcement uh, investigating different criminal yeah, rings. How, how much do they lean on you? How much does the, the law enforcement, I wanted to ask you that, how, how much are they leaning on you? Are, are you? Have you become really a team with that? Is that... That's oh yeah, absolutely, cool. absolutely. When Very we run cool. the sting operations with them, we we run the operation, yeah. and once the the predator has incriminated themselves mm -hmm. uh, to the satisfaction of the DA, mm -hmm. we go ahead and uh, hand them over. I give a brevity code, mm -hmm. and uh, SWAT team takes them down and cuffs them up, and they law enforcement process the perpetrators from that point on. Well, you got to so be a, a gift. Great, You're yeah. a gift to that whole process, man. You know. Well, I mean, I, and, and vice versa. It's a yeah, great, it's go. a great team, that's, that's you know, it. because we can do things that law enforcement cannot, mm -hmm. and they can do things mm -hmm. that we cannot. So right. together, we can be uh, what we cannot be alone. And so I think it's a, it's a fantastic uh, teaming. All right, let me circle on that documentary. Remember, how long will the documentary be? I have a few questions I want to ask you on that. How long is it going to be? Robert? Well, right now uh, we've got one of the biggest uh, and most powerful production companies uh working to get that on the air so it's it's going to be in a series format so it'll be an ongoing series because there's so much oh wow content there's so much uh, to, so we're not talking to, just one documentary we're talking nope, about a series nope. now where will the series air will it be a youtube kind of thing or a, a network or oh, what? no no this will be a major network it will be it's, wow. so right yeah right now all those decisions are being made and negotiated so uh, pray for us right now because it's it's a matter of who wants it and where this thing's going to live and it the the bigger the better so uh, it's in the hands of the best people in the industry right now all so, right all right so so that happens now and when when do we look no idea when this launches now right no idea about that. no idea right now okay. it was it, the original uh, two-hour feature film mm -hmm. documentary is supposed to air in November of 2018 okay but sadly, that uh, producer and the manager that he hired tried to steal that footage. And right now, they're trying to sell it somewhere. Oh, my dear. And get it on the air and make money before law enforcement can catch up to them. But the, uh, I'll just say this. Uh, the, the attorneys have them covered uh, as um, th those guys are going to go down hard. Let, let's just put it that wow. way. And, and uh, law enforcement already have them under observation those guys and what they're attempting are doomed uh, on every front so you know, you know it doesn't escape me you've had your share of of um challenges haven't you huh. oh yeah yeah well it's it's been an ugly fight and yeah you know evil does not attack you 
the way that you might imagine. Evil attacks you. From my observation, I've gotten an education on on evil this last two years. It really manifests itself through weak mm-hmm. people, weak-minded and weak-hearted people closer to you right. who turn on you and want money, who want to destroy the mission, destroy the organization, destroy the production for their own selfish greed and lust for money. And uh, and try to discredit and bring harm instead of focusing on the children and the objective of, of making a positive difference. Yeah. So beside this documentary now in the series and whatever life that takes on, it sounds like it's going to take its own uh, life form on. Very cool. Uh, it's again, it's a. Uh, it will. Uh, it's a tool. Basically, it's a tool, and it's a tool to get the word out there is what you're do- doing and using it for. Because education is the biggest part of the battle of this thing, as we started talking about early on a couple times. Here is uh, if people aren't informed and educated on the problems and the challenges, they're not going to be able to ever be able to get a handle on this thing here. What do you see in the future now? Now, this Vets for Child Rescue is is new. I mean, it's a pretty new uh, organization and what you're trying to accomplish. You've already moved mountains buddy in short order when you think about what you've done just in the past year does it, do you ever wake up and kind of pinch yourself as to what's really going on in your life i have i i've been uh, overwhelmed with with uh, happiness and satisfaction at the progress that we've made but my ambition is so great for the kids that it's never enough i mean we've got to go so big with this i mean uh the that we can put it out growing, of its misery, right? That we can put yeah, it out of its misery. Yeah, the growing enterprise on earth. We've yeah. got to change yeah. the culture against yeah. this because the reason that it's allowed is because it's per, it's there's such a permissive environment for it. We've got to reverse that. Yeah. We've got to make a completely non-permissive environment out of at least the United States right, right. to child trafficking. Well, so when you say, these guys yeah. can't go yeah. anywhere without everybody dogging them and reporting them and taking them down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big planet, and I hear what you say, everything you say there. Let me ask you and Kevin both something here, and I don't know the answer to this, and maybe one of you do, I don't know, but I, I it's probably, probably a crazy question, but why do people of this magnitude, when we talk about evil versus good, how do people, how, how do people, I can't wrap my mind around it, honest to God, I cannot. How do, how do these people do such a thing? Do they look at human life as just a commodity of sorts and they have no value anywhere and they don't, I mean, how, do, where does all this evil, when you see people do the brutal things they do, where does it come from? I think it uh, comes from a sociopathic disorder. They don't feel the the empathy or compassion for others. Mm. And in some cases, extreme cases, uh, they intentionally harm the children because they, get, they think they get uh, brownie points from uh, the evil side for having done it. Uh, so a little more specifically, uh, there are certain cults who believe that harming God's most precious and innocent which are the children, uh, gains them uh, spiritual power from from Satan or from Lucifer. Wow. That's that's wow. that's on the extreme end of it, but that does exist. God, it's it, it, it's interesting that you know if we think of Christ, mm-hmm. Christ's whole thing was to love the children and bring him to them and mm-hmm. and care for them and saying they were the most precious, and that the evil wants to attack 
what Christ or God would think is the you know the most precious on earth. So good point, good point, uh, Kevin. Yeah, uh, I don't doubt that for a minute here, man. You know, I got to tell you, um, how can we help you, Craig? Let's tell people and listeners how we can help you with this journey now. Yeah, man. Well, you can send people to our website because they can volunteer, register there to volunteer, and there are a lot of things that people can can provide help with that uh, they can connect to us through that volunteer portal. So that's a great thing. I always say pray for our mission because it so, does matter. It is a spiritual conflict at its core. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do uh, appreciate and encourage that. Um, they, We need uh, donations always. That's how we fund our operations and do what we do. So the donations help. It always takes, always takes yeah, money. Yeah, we've got T-shirts there that people can uh, oh, you do. not only help. Okay. Yep, not only help us, but okay. celebrate uh, by wearing our logo and and uh, org's name around and, and get the word uh, out. So and then sharing, you know, sharing the word of, of the problem and that this org is out to help. And then lastly, uh, but not least, hound their elected officials for stronger so, enforcement against this so we can put it to bed. That is a great game plan. Everything you just said, including the uh, the the officials that we need to go after, the political leaders that uh, don't always do what we need them to be doing here. Uh, that website, uh, friends, is uh, vets for the number four childrescue.org. Vets number four childrescue.org. Uh, all the connectivity points will be in the show post on the brink of greatness.com uh, and americaoutloud.com when this goes to podcast. Now, it goes to podcast on Mondays. Monday is podcast day uh, after it airs on talk radio Saturday and Sunday, so you'll get it in both. And the beautiful thing about podcast is it, it's here forever. It becomes a, an imprint. It's, it's what I love about podcasts. It becomes an interesting body of work. Unlike a lot of other things where they're here and gone, this this becomes very unique in that way. Um, this story is uh, absolutely remarkable. I feel like we've gained a new friend today, Craig, with you. You're so easygoing and such a great demeanor to your um, delivery and your personality. And I'm sure listeners pick up on that immediately. Very approachable. We really appreciate you. And, well, thank you. Uh, the work thank you've you. done. So we, we feel blessed to have you here with us. And uh uh, again, friends, it's another great story that you can see the work that um, Craig Sawyer and his family are doing. And uh, again, uh, we want to raise uh, his daughter Aspen up is what I'd like to do. Uh, felt that energy coming on. I'm sure she'll hear this and know that uh, we send her our prayers and our very best and uh, compliment her for the work that she's doing out there uh, because she's on the front lines on this thing as well. And she's, this is not to be lost here, people. Um, she's putting it where it counts. I mean, and a lot of people would run the other way and never want to be part of that. So that makes her and herself an amazing person, a hero, a brink thinker for sure. Uh, big thank you again here to all of you for joining us on the journey and pushing this out there, pushing the stories out there, pushing these uh, kinds of uh, very unique stories and helping us get the word out there and doing the great work that needs to be done. It's important work, people. Somebody has got to do it. And that's what this is all about here. Thank you again. The brink of greatness, friends, can only happen when you're willing to push beyond the boundaries and limitations that are holding you back. What's holding you back? Remember to take the next leap forward.